y'all welcome back i am so excited uh for so many reasons i know i say that every week but i mean it every week uh, i missed last week and listening back it was a great one uh these three folks are awesome tonight we got two of them thankfully even though it was kind of vance's idea to do the topic tonight uh he can't make it so uh ashley and eric are here and we're doing personality tests in a broad sense so just kind of to, to start y'all before we dig into like what we all scored what, what are your takes eric we'll start with you i suppose how much stock do you put into personality tests as a whole you know i do put a little bit of stock in them actually um i do think that it's probably ridiculous to say there's only these nine types of personalities or whatever or however many there are on the myers-briggs i can't remember but you know in general i don't know that people vacillate that differently about what inspires them and their biggest hopes and fears are like i think that's kind of what this comes down to is what actually motivates you and what actually scares you in a certain way and I kind of think those bigger things sort of are intertwined within our humanity. And I think it makes sense that people would be motivated or, you know, demotivated by the same types of things over and over again. So I do think there's some validity to them, quite honestly. I like that. I, I do, because it is. There's a lot of questions like, does that, are you motivated by fear of failure or motivated by like desire for success. And I guess that's kind of like the back and forth, but like, so Ashley, do, do you buy into this stuff? Like this is, this is new to me. Admittedly until like y'all start talking about it, this is very new to me. Do you buy in? Yeah, I, I definitely, I think um, those are great points, Eric, about, you know, just personal insights. I, I think a lot of it too is what you get out of it. I think there's a lot of, you know, how much of that do you recognize about yourself? It's a great tool for introspection. Oh, is that how other people see me? Um, and you can kind of, ref, you know, self-reflect a little bit about um, maybe things that you weren't as aware of. And then, you know, some of it you might totally reject, but then it, it's kind of worth it to me to, to look, you know, sometimes it's difficult to look at the hard parts of yourself and say, oh, maybe that is me and, you know, could give you some room for growth, which is always a good thing. But I will say, like we talked earlier, I, I did, I have taken this test on uh, the Enneagram test specifically on two different websites with slightly worded questions and got two very different results. So then it's, it becomes, you know, oh, is it, is it uh, by mood? Although they do, I think, tell you to take the Myers-Briggs um, like once every five years or something like it, you know, it can, your life experience informs how much you are in fear of or motivated by X, Y, and Z. So it could change over time, which I think is interesting. That one though, I consistently, I've taken it several different times and many different ways. Uh, and I always end up with the same result there. So I don't know, is, is one more, um, self accurate than the other? I don't know. I'm not to say, but. Wait, so Joe, what, what do you think about them now that you're like looking at them for the first time, more or less? I remember as a freshman in college, uh, mm -hmm. like me and a bunch of, like, I'm sure they split up like everybody, but like I ended up in like a group of like 30 or so freshmen. And I'm sure there were hundreds of other groups across campus doing the same thing, but we all took a personality test. And, you know, y'all know me at 18, like I clearly wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't exactly locked in. Um, <laughs> although, yeah, but I, you know, I, I, I sort of tried or whatever I, I was and like, I remember being just like, ugh, there's no way they know me. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. specifically, even because I took the quiz today and one of the questions was like, do you feel you're more unique than others? Do you feel you're different than others? And at 18, 
bet your ass I was saying yes. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty special. But now a lot of these questions, it was like, do you consider yourself having, you know, do you not fit in or do you, do you find yourself not being normal? And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. If I'm true, like if I want to be totally honest, I don't even know how to answer these questions. So like, I, I worry that my answers, not that I wasn't trying, but it's that I, I'm questioning the nature of the questions too much to like play along maybe, or I'm just dumb. It's one or the other. Or, or it, Actually, it might be the third answer that I am incredibly <laughs> in yeah. uh, it's, it's been a long week and I was, I got off early uh, from work today and I just, I, I got after it. So like, it could have been that let's be, Hey, hey Ashley's joining me. So uh, yeah, so it, it could be all that. But genuinely when a lot of the questions were like, do you consider yourself different than others? And I was like, I don't even know. I mean, I said no, but I, I don't know how to answer that. Specifically that question. How did you guys answer those styles of questions? You know what I mean? Like, what did you put? Like, do you consider yourself different than others or more unique than others? Because like, hold on, I wrote them down. But like, you know, that those style questions, how do y'all answer? But this is exactly what I'm talking about, about self-introspection. It gives you a chance to have questions, ask yourself that, and think about where you fall into friend groups, society, work circles, and say, do I feel different than others a lot or not? Um, and of course the scale for everybody who's not familiar with this is, you know, rated on, it's like one to five. Like I very much agree or very much disagree. Um, and I think they kind of guide you to have more accurate answers. Like it's better to not go middle of the road on, yeah. on yeah. multiple things. Cause you'll get a more accurate result if you can kind of sway it one way or the other. Um, so, okay. This question specifically, I have different interests than most agree or disagree. I don't know what other people's interests are. Is that, is that just in my way? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I could probably name three or four of y'all's interests, but like, I'm guessing you have a lot more than that, that I'm just unaware of. Well, maybe it's, to me, it's one of those things where maybe what they're actually gauging is how you process the question as much exactly. as what the question is actually asking. Right. So like if when you ask, do you have other interests than, mo- than most? And your idea is, Oh, Hey, everybody has unique interests. So how different could I possibly be? No. Mm-hmm. Or you think of it as, wait, everybody has different interests. Of course we all have different interests. Yes. You know what I mean? Maybe it kind of leads you towards That's that idea. Or maybe, con- yeah. or, or do you think to yourself, uh, you know, I, I tend to find myself interested in things that people I surround myself aren't interested in. So I guess, yeah, I do. Um, but I think part of it is exactly the way you answer it is the way you receive the question. So that, that probably plays into the result itself. It's almost purposely subjective. Like that, I mean, I guess it has to be, it's a personality quiz. It's, it's but the, yeah, that's interesting. So <laughs> that'd be almost like it's all. <laughs> <laughs> Is this blue? No, fuck you. It's yeah, red. Yeah. I know. I know yeah. colors. I know the best colors. Right. Yeah. That's why. Okay. So, so you guys, I, I don't even know how to ask, like ask this like question, how to phrase it specifically, but like, would you say that you agree that the way that it quote unquote categorizes you, that anybody else in that category, you'd be very similar to or at least similar minded. Would you agree? I wouldn't say similar minded. I would say probably we process the world in a similar way, if that makes sense. Right. Like the things that motivate us or the things that drive us or the things we spend our time thinking about or worrying about or enjoying hmm. even or fearing. Yeah. Those are probably more similar than people in a different category. Right. And no surprise to everyone on the podcast, 
E and I um, got similar results in the test that we took. Oh, like he, we both damn. took it a couple different times. And when I said I got this and vice versa, that we that, that's what happened to both of us. So that's just reaffirms everything else that we thought. But in a way, Joe, that makes sense, right? And that like yeah. when we come on here and we're like, oh, well, I kind of feel this way about it. I kind of view it this way. Like to get similar scores here means, yes, maybe we process information and see things in a similar light because – whatever reason whether it be background or yeah you know, just general personality type like it makes sense then that people would process things similarly as you yeah mm-hmm. y'all are on y'all are on a similar wavelength because i clearly don't know the science but but you know all i can say is the hippie shit but it does it always it, it it certainly reaffirms everything that is you know the last however many episodes we've done with y'all like you guys do tend to think alike and maybe that's what it's Maybe you at least maybe tend to view the world, but also yourselves that way. Is it, mm-hmm. is it is the measure of that, I suppose, too? Like the way yes. you perceive. Because, like, the one question that I found incredibly interesting that I also could not answer accurately was uh, where the hell did it go? Are you, Do you consider yourself an important member of your social circles? And, and like, Look, I'll admit, like this is it's COVID. I don't have any social circles. I've got my family. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? I'm quite literally the father of my social circle. Quite literally, I'm very important as I have to be. Otherwise, I've seen no one in person in the last however many months. So I mean, it was tough. But but that's also that's that's probably my like, if there was an answer like if there was a personality type of like you make a joke of everything because you're an asshole. I'd be that category. <laughs> But, but that was like I almost had too much trouble. Like I probably overthought it or underthought it. But like that type of thing. Like is that Did you maybe, end up putting that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I ended no, up getting. Yeah. I think I was an eight. I don't even know what that. But meant. what did you put? Like on that question? Well, on that question, I said I was important because I was like, well, fuck yeah, these kids can't eat without me. <laughs> See, I don't there know, you like, go. But that's like, yeah. They can't pour Lucky Charms without me, so I guess I am relatively important to their well-being. That's hilarious. No, oh, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting. If nothing else, it was fun to just like kind of, it's certainly more fun and more real than like, which friend's character quiz are you? You know what I mean? Like oh. it, it certainly, it provides more <laughs> introspection than, than those styles. No, I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, those, these generally have some sort of science background behind them. Maybe they're not hardcore or as researched or as, you know, scientifically accurate within the method as other exactly vetted as other things but you know there's certainly more research behind them than which harry potter character house do you belong to or whatever yeah Yeah. exactly yeah yeah Hmm. all right so uh i do like the last week's episode was awesome by the by y'all well done um and actually joe just Real pause. Do you have anything to add to this to, to last week's episode? I'm just. Curious. Oh my god! I have so many things I want. Like it was so good. Like there were so many things I wanted to add. Like as you were doing it. Okay. For, I, well, I, I want to get to Kamala Harris, but also uh, before we get there, I want to bring up uh, the fact that it's. Where the hell did it go? Okay. Did y'all hear? I had so many things written down. America on tilt. I forget which one of y'all said that, but that was such a good phrase because that's been exactly, that's the way to categorize what's been going on. We have been on tilt. We are still, I think, on tilt. And so it's as if America is like the drunk father who used to get drunk and violent, but like he hasn't for a while. You know what I mean? Like America hasn't dropped like an atomic bomb in a while. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've backed off, you know, we're trying to progress, but you know, we're capable of it. And Mm -hmm. that's the scariest part about the potential maybe Trump future and all that is like we are on tilt. And when we go full tilt, we go way too far just because, you know, we can or whatever. So my question is, or at least where I wanted to go with that is, do you think there's any 
potentials or any validity to this whole like Trump might not leave thing? Does, does that scare y'all at all that he literally physically might not leave? We touched on this last week a little bit. And again, Eric and I were kind of on the same page that we had prior to the election prepared. I mean, I mentally prepared for the fact that he might win. Luckily, that didn't happen. I don't think so now. I I, I have faith in our democracy and system as a whole that that and if they have to carry this dude out in a straitjacket, so be it. But that's uh, that's on him. <laughs> dude. But the- so I until like today, actually, strangely enough, mm-hmm. I was like, this dude is done. Get this fucker out of here. <laughs> but like I saw that like the official GOP Twitter account like tweeted something about how he actually won and that kind of thing. No. Dude, mm-hmm. And just seeing that, just seeing like it come from like an official source or whatever, however official you choose. Fair, but still. Classify. But just the idea that there's an entire half of the political apparatus who isn't actually holding him accountable to the thing that happened. That slowly but surely has creeped me out more and more, let's say. So I, I don't, you know, I'm not really that worried about it short term but long term yeah you know <laughs> seeing biden be sworn in is really going to make me feel quite a bit better than just knowing that he won the election you know what i mean true mm-hmm. so yeah so we're on edge until january 21st or <laughs> that's 20th, what i'm whatever. saying like the the wave of relief i felt is starting to go away I, i'm starting to feel more like i did run up to the election and it's now there's not even like because at least on the run to the election we at least knew there was going to be a finish even though they kept dragging it out and every mm-hmm. night we all stayed up way too late and all that like it, it, that I at least figured there was going to be an end and then the end hit like you know all the news sources all the, they declared it Biden's winner and now I'm not as sure and I'm actually starting to worry so actually are you not worried at all have you made peace with this and if so teach me how yeah um, well that's concerning about the GOP Twitter account I wasn't aware of that but. I feel pretty confident about it. What I'm more worried about is him, you know, okay, finally conceding at some point, but then him just, you know, going on a Trump 2024 campaign immediately Uh and that he's just never going to leave the public, you know, stratosphere. That's going to happen. happen. He's going to keep the base riled. He's going to litigate everything so that he can't, you know, be personally prosecuted and whatever, like he has his whole life. And, I'm just sick of, I wish that it just comes down to the Republicans not having a backbone and standing up and, you know, getting in this guy's face and just telling him like, okay, race is over. Move, it's time to move on. Do you uh, that's think, worrying. Do you think the Republic, do you think it's that they don't have a backbone? Cause I, I honestly, I hope it's that. Or do you think that they, at least some, if not a lot, actually buy in and, and believe this guy and want this. Guy. I think it's more motivated by uh, political aspirations on their side. They're, they're elected by Trumpers, you know, in their districts and counties and states, and they just want to hold on to their seats because what the hell are they else going to do? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Like, it's definitely more politically motivated. It's really about winning, right? Whatever it takes to win, like, not just the election, but the actual legislative things you implement. Whatever it takes to do that, whether or not it's, you know, within the system that we have or outside the system we have, it doesn't really matter as long as you get what you want. Who cares? Yeah, that's what that's what a lot of the political pundits have said, which makes me so sad. It's completely 
devoid of true policy reform or, or issue based things. It's literally just winning and power. And yeah, there's no real leadership. We elect these people to be leaders, but that's not at all what they're doing. Which leads itself to like, there's no bipartisanship at all. Like completely doesn't exist. Yeah. Like when I'm talked about poorly, the gamifying of like politics, right? Like the idea that it's about winning and losing, like that is the problem is that once you're a winner and a loser, you can't actually move anything forward. It's just whether or not you won or lost. And your goal then is to stall out the other person if, if exactly. that's what it, if that's what you know helps your play move and yeah exactly has has that what it, I mean has it always been that way do you think the like you know however many you know go back a hundred years maybe hundred fifty do you think that it, it worked the system itself worked better or was it always this way I think it worked better I mean I think it obviously worked better because think about how often we had actual bipartisan things come through Congress Mm -hmm. or how we universally as a country agreed on X, Y, or Z just as a basic principle, right? Like that. Or how every president who's ever held office has graciously conceded and handed (laughs) over the transition of power. It's why there was um, on um, uh, one of the Bush twins, the, uh, the first daughter's account, they, she shared a beautiful photo of um, the two Bush girls showing all the little secret um, hideaways and places that they used to play and hang out to the Obama girls. And, yeah. you know, just like common adult decency. And to have that not exist is pretty sad. See, and that's what, and I'm glad that y'all both answered the way you did, because I, I genuinely hope it's that. I hope that it is, I mean, it's not a great thing to say, but I hope that it is just gamesmanship. I hope that it is these people, specifically right now, the Republicans, just wanting to stay in power. Because what scares me is that it's not that. What scares me is that they might actually share a lot of these beliefs and they hide behind the gamesmanship when in reality they are actually pushing these incredibly old school We'll call them Confederate ideals. That they fundamentally have drink and, drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, dude. That's like Rudy Giuliani. Anymore. Oh, my God. he's He went off the deep end, dude. I mean, he got his... You know, Did you bro. see him today? Can dude. you talk about today? Did you Wait, see no, him? today? No, I didn't. Okay. Eric, you saw it. What'd he do? Yeah. Oh, he Homeboy was at another press conference. It was not at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> but he had hair dye... In his sideburns, and as he was incredibly agitated and rambling like a loon, it prompted him to sweat, and the, the dye is just running down his face. It is unreal. He looks like, I mean, I'm guessing he looks like a clown, and that's fitting because it's a joke. Like, they, they at this point, it is a joke. And I'm so glad you said Four Seasons Landscaping because that brings back to something else I wrote down. Uh, when, and I, I think it was Vance, but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, dildo madness is possibly the funniest <laughs> phrase I had ever heard last week. And what it made me, oh my God, Eric is showing me the picture right now. He de- he looks like a clown. He looks like a like a puppet. He, no, he, you know what I mean? He actually it's looks terrifying, like terrifying, actually. It's terrifying. Wow. But it is. He's in, he has real power. That is a human being. So wields that's, that's real the power. question, though. Like, does, Does he? he? You know what I mean? Like right now he's the personal lawyer of the president who doesn't really do anything productive. Other He holds press conferences like in legal, you know, in the courtroom, not doing shit. Mm-hmm. Right though. So what is he doing? And has probably been involved in a lot of corrupt shit. Like Michael Cohen is in jail. So, I mean, good luck, Rudy. Like you've aligned with, you know. Well, and they're all getting pardoned before. Y- yeah, I know. It's- 
you play the role like as long as you play like it, it's it's absurd but as long so, as you but play Joe, to go back to your question about whether or not these people who want to stay in power yeah actually believe these these core tenets that we actually fear i'm starting to wonder if it matters or not right like if you're willing to accept the core tenets in order to stay in power does it really matter like if the end result is x y or z does it really matter if you believe in the core parts of that if what if the worst of the worst happens yeah it, if you are, you know what I mean. If you're on a moving train, and I'm stealing this from a system of a down lyric, admittedly, but if you're on a moving train and you choose to be neutral, you're actually choosing whatever direction the train is already moving. If it's heading north and you do nothing to stop it, right. you're choosing north. I mean, so think of the phrase "good Germans," right? Like, yes, not yes. the that, but that's the exact idea, it, right? It's just like, well, we're just here, we're moving yeah. along. I'm just yeah. following orders. Well, then you're a Nazi. You're and I also, that's how I also felt about voting is like people were like, well, I can't bring myself to vote because I don't really align with the Democratic Party and what. But a, a non-vote is essentially a vote for Trump, you know, like especially in a state where Texas, where we could we could have ah, turned it blue. We no got point. close. You know, a lot of them did, which is great. But, you know, does that give you hope, though? I mean, Texas got as close to turning blue as it ever has. I mean, as long and you know, and I know back in the day, technically the Republican Party was the Democratic Party because I know the ideal switched and like right, right. That's all different. The point is, it's going liberal. Texas is starting to lean that way. Does that give you? Well, we have some of the biggest cities in the country. Country, yeah. So and growing, yeah, they're not slowing down. Boy, I mean, with you know the winters in the Northeast, the fires in the West, mm-hmm. uh, people like tons of people are moving out of you know the Northeast, Cal- um, in New York specifically because they don't want to be in high rise buildings uh, with hundreds, thousands of people during a COVID global pandemic. Man, Austin is just going to continue to get. Dude. It's never going to stop. This is sort of off topic, but I just saw in the 530 News today, the median median house price in the Austin area. Take, let's take a guess. 200. <laughs> Fuck you. No way. Uh, um, You're going to die. Median? Jeez. I mean, Eric lives here, so he might know. 600 maybe? I have no Me- idea. Median is 442. Okay, yeah. I was less than half. $400,000. I mean, don't get me wrong. Denver's the same. I mean. I, I just moved to Denver. And for the record, fuck moving. Fuck cardboard boxes. <laughs> fuck unpacking. Seriously. Like, moving is got to be the worst. Yeah. It's it's why I'm as inebriated as I am because I can't. I We've moved three times in the past four months or five months. I've been in three separate houses in the last five months. I don't want to pack or unpack. So I just got blasted and started putting socks away. It's actually kind of fun for a second. I'm not going to lie. You know, it was enjoyable for a minute. Uh, I, it yeah. looks nice. It looks. I like it. I like it. It's, it's a house. Who gives a shit? To be honest, cool. I, I'm so. It, I, it's, it has been such a blur from house to house to house. I don't care anymore. As long as I never move again, I'm happy with this yeah, house. Yeah, with Denver, as long as I never move never again. move again, I'm never <laughs> ever moving again. I don't give a shit. But yeah, like, the same thing. Denver, same like people. However many thousands move here every month on average. I'm yeah. sure Austin is the same. All all those cities, the non New York cities, the non-Los Angeles cities, that's what people are drawing to. Or a lot of people are also flocking to the Midwest. And yes, I've heard that. Because they're those that type of mindset. And that's that's a whole separate thing. Here's a question I have for you because South Dakota, I think, was 68% Trump and North Dakota was even more so. And you know, the Midwest is just that much. Do you because yes, there are some blatant racists find those 
the the majority of them, I'm thinking, I'm hoping. Do you think that a lot of them are just voting because they're either scared or brainwashed? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you almost, if they were raised in a small town where all they ever knew their entire lives, pre-internet, like some of these people are 40, 50 years old, so that all they've ever known is what they were told. Do you blame mm-hmm. them for believing what they believe? Um, I don't know. The brainwashed is the phrasing I would use, but maybe just not, you know, introspective enough to realize that they are being lied to, or maybe like mm. they're comfortable with that idea. Right. Um, I do think a lot of this is just like single issue things, right. You know, like true. All I care about is that the court be conservative or abortion or lower taxes for. I did maybe. see that across social media, several people who were liberal asked like, Please, at this point, just justify to me why you're casting a vote for Trump. And a lot of it did come down to single issue voting. Um, wow. I, I haven't read that. That's, that's incredible. And I think we talked about it on the last podcast, too. You know, I, I, I think there's probably a handful of wealthy people who just enjoy the tax oh, cuts. Yeah, I mean, of you're making over 400 grand a year that this is going to you know, pad your pockets more than Biden would. So, you know, look out, for, of- look out for number one. You can, people, you can buy a house in Austin. You can buy a house in Austin. The amount of people in America that make less than 50000 by comparison to the amount of people in America that make oh. more than 400000 I mean, it's, I don't know, probably four to one, probably more. I, you know what I mean? Like, how is it, probably how more. is it that we have, that they, whoever they, you know what I mean? Like, how, mm-hmm. all of these people have been convinced that the person that hates them the most, which is Trump or any Republican leader lately, that has only raised taxes on the poor. How did that, you know what I mean? Like, that's insane. But I, I think it's only because until right, right now, and I mean, like the last five years, internet and all that, like this generation, until everybody before that, they didn't know any better. They were genuinely told by their parents, were told by their parents, were told by their parents, you know, a $300 tax credit is worth voting Republican, even if they destroy I mean, everything. Didn't we grow up that way too, though? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, if we didn't yeah. have the internet, if we didn't have all of the information that we have access to, I don't know that I would think the way I think. Well, it's you know part of I mean? that's education, right? Like part of that is being exposed to more ideas in a larger, broader context, whether or not it's through the internet or attending a college or university, right? Like mm-hmm. it's sort of having your mind expanded. And I'm curious, like I, I wonder how these personality tests break down on long political lines, actually. Ooh, that's a great question. Not to bring it back full circle for no How dare you bring the topic back up, sir? (laughs) Yeah, let's stay stay on topic. But Um, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. You know, I wonder if there's a certain way you view or process information that is sort of ends up aligning with how people view politics or the world at large. I also had a question about, I was thinking about personality tests in relation to your astrological sign. You know, what you know about your astrological sign, does that line up with the results of the personality test? Oh, that's a good question, yeah. Um, and I then I was thinking about it in terms of, well, your astrological sign is obviously based on your birth date. And so, you know, it is what it is. It's not going to change that you fall under one sign in the chart. So are people more likely then to say, Oh, I was born on this date. This is what this says and manifest parts of their personality based on that versus taking a subjective personality test at X time in your life and answering it a certain way. And then getting that result where it's more of a reflection of, of self versus, um, you know, what you buy into as, as far as astrology and all that goes. 
do you buy into astrology? I do a little bit. I, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I follow it. I, I think I'm a tried and true Sagittarius pretty much down the line. Um, I don't read like a daily horoscope or anything. I, I wouldn't base, um, decisions off of a daily horoscope or something like that. But I, I think again, it's another tool to, um, see how I process the world. And I do feel like some, I have definitely noticed that some signs are more compatible than others in friendships and relationships. And I don't think it's so far off that even as we like to talk about God talk in this group, that there would be sort of 12 pillar styles of Hmm. personalities. And one time my mom years ago and I were talking about, she was like, what if the 12 disciples were like the 12, you know, representations or the 12 tribes of Israel even. Yes. The 12 comes up a lot in biblical and astrological stuff. And we're all a part of the planet and your positioning, you know, when you're born and the stars and the sky and the, the moment that you come into the world, that there might be kind of 12 sort of core personality types that, that facet in this universe. And, you know, some, and they're broken down by water, air, earth, and fire. Yeah. And, you know, it's like. And heart, Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, Captain, go Captain Planet. He's a hero. Uh, you <laughs> no. know, like water signs tend to put out fire signs, as water puts out fire, but then air signs tend, tend to fire the flame of a fire sign. You know, it kind of, I don't know, that, that definitely it's all resonates so and makes far, sense. It's not so far-fetched. I mean, if you pull up a color wheel on your phone, like to choose a font color. There's a million different colors. I mean, you know, there's probably a hundred to be just based. There's probably a hundred different colors, but really all there are are three. I mean, we, we know that that's a fact. We can take three colors and make a billion. Di- so to say that there's a, you know, however many millions of souls in the world or billions of souls in the world, if you believe in reincarnation, that doesn't matter to say there's a, a 12 base type. Why not? Well, how is that so far fetched? Like that's, mm-hmm. it, make, it makes sense that, you know, say, you know, I, don't even, I couldn't even tell you all 12 signs, but say like a Sagittarius and a Cancer have a kid and then that kid is born and, and they're a Taurus. If they have like Taurus forward tendencies, but a little Sagittarius, and a little Cancer, like everybody's slightly different. But if you have a main thing and especially mm-hmm. because, and I'll admit, I don't know much about it, but like, what would you say is, is your most obvious Sagittarius trait? You know what I mean? Like what makes you a, a tried and true Sagittarius? Because it's not, if it's true, it's true. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what, what makes you uh, a say? Or, and also by all means, think about that. Cause E, what are you? Do you know your sign? I'm a Gemini. Okay. Are, are Sagittarius and Gemini's usually alike? Because that would make, that would, <laughs> I would believe the shit right now. If that, if something about them says they usually agree, then I, I'm in, I buy it. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I've, I, I, I know a little bit about each one. The, a lot of the, the main thing about um, Sagittarians are that they are extremely optimistic, which I consider myself to be a very optimistic person. Um, they're like pretty uh, adventurous. Like they can't, we, we tend to want to, um, you know, there, there's definitely like an independence to Sagittarius um, they're also often categorized as like the truth seeker, like I'm very, like very, like kind of the philosophy sign in life. Like they're very, we are very introspective and um, kind of like empaths want to understand what makes everybody tick and, you know, figure that out. Cause that's just interesting to us. So I, I buy every part of that so far. <laughs> that's interesting. So Eric, what are you, you Joe? Are you a Taurus? Uh, I'm late April. Th- I'm April 30th, which I think he is a Taurus. I, I think April 30th is a Taurus. I honest to God feel like I remember this. And I told Vance last time that I remembered that he was Leo from middle school because I have a crazy memory like that. And I actually 
kind of remember you being a Taurus. <laughs> That's wild. It is. is. So, so Eric, do you buy into this to, to the, you know, at least a little bit? I, I do. So Gemini is, so the symbol is like the two-faced thing, right? And so that sort of talks about like the duality of a person, right? Like you have this good and bad and you ha- can feel both sides of things, right? Like you feel immense joy, you feel immense sadness. You sort of vacillate between these two ideas of like, well, for this moment, I love you. For this moment, you bring me nothing but pain and sorrow. And that kind of... I do feel that, right? Like there are times when I can sit there and think about something and absolutely see both sides and feel both sides just as intently and deeply, no matter what. And so it, to me, it actually does kind of. I can see that. Yeah. And also I, it's weird. So I have a friend who's more into this and it's funny. I didn't totally buy into this for a long time and we became friends. And every time like we would text and be like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? I'd be like, well, you know, Things aren't going great right now. Just not feeling that good. And they'd be like, well, Mercury's in retrograde, you dummy. And I'd be uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, of course. And it's, it was just weird that every time there was something, there was some like excuse or obvious like actual astrological thing that sort of matched up with the mood that I was having for whatever reason. So it's – We we just came out of one not too long ago and my best friend Carissa and I were ta- – we were like that trifling Mercury retrograde. Right. Like, yeah. This is a good way to blame everything that's going haywire in life. <laughs> I mean it, it's – again, it sounds hippy-dippy. Like the only way that I would be able to describe it is like, hey, Mercury's in retro. But equally hippy-dippy would be to say that – the moon controls the oceans, man. Exactly. The tides are controlled exactly. by the moon. Except that it fucking actually. So like the, all of it these does. things, we just might not be there yet. Like we might just not have the science to back it up, but it doesn't mean that it's ludicrous simply because we don't have a, a number to put behind it, but it doesn't. But there are huge industries that are, I mean, built on this. And uh, I mean, apps for days on mm-hmm. different astrology things. If, uh, any any of the listeners and Eric, I feel like you would like this. Is the pattern? Are you aware of this one? I am not. It's um, so it's based in astrology, but it's it actually asks you to put in your specific birth time if you know it. And somebody where asked me if I they wanted to make my star chart. They asked me for my birth time recently. It, actually, <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah, so it, it you know you input that information and then you can add friends to it. So if you sign on to it, we can add each other and then yeah. you can it 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 um has this cool feature where you run a bond and you can run it as a, a friendship relationship or as a romantic relationship and it 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 is insanely scarily accurate to me wow. on. I have some friends on there. I have input people I've dated and just like it, it breaks down, you know, your communication styles, what you want out of a romantic partner, how you manage conflict with friends. It is, it's truly mind blowing. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to play about like the, Joe, pattern, your wife, the pattern. It's called the we pattern. We should all get on that. I want to. Yes. Uh, we should get on and add each other and like, Joe, you should do it with your wife and just kind of like sit down one night and, and read them together. You, it, it could be interesting. I like it. Another thing I'd written down from last week was actually the guy that you're dating. Is it the same guy that you text us that you were dating? Is it, is it still Michael Jordan? <laughs> Michael Jordan. No. You, you, <laughs> yeah. I'm having a secret affair with Michael Jordan. <laughs> you heard it first here yeah. on America's the last number dance. one most conservative podcast. <laughs> Coming back at you. Yeah. But yes. um, <laughs> is no, it still that guy? Uh, no. Fair well, enough. We'll, so we'll take we'll this down. one offline. We, so have you uh, have you done this with your current guy you're dating, this pattern app? Have you guys done it? 
Um, I've run it on on the pattern, but I did. I talked to him. You ran it on him without telling you. <laughs> yeah, I sure did because I was That's like, awesome. let's see if this has a promising outcome or not. And but I did. Um, I did tell him that we were doing the podcast tonight based on Enneagram stuff, and he was like, "Oh, cool! Like, send me. Like, I want to take it. So we'll see what uh, what number he gets." Okay, so here's a question, and this is this is it's purposefully I'm stretching this, I admit. But say you're you're going great with this guy. You and this guy have had you know eight months of awesome dating, or a year and a half of awesome dating, and then you you, you do this pattern thing, and the pattern thing says, "Run, he's the worst guy for you ever." Mm-hmm. Would you? Great question. Great question because. I, um, there was somebody back in Paris that I was seeing, um, that, you know, oh God, I can't even go down this road. My, all my girlfriends that are listening are just chuckling already right now. (laughs) Um, according to the pattern, we're like, you know, soulmates, but that didn't happen in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) not even remotely close. (laughs) Like, you know, so, um, and, There's going to be know, outliers in all of this. There's going yes, to be. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's like, okay, you know, as much as some of that, again, like we said from the beginning is kind of informative. And I think it's a great starting off point to kind of ask yourself those introspective questions. And as it, you know, this specific app runs the bond. And like I said, tells you how you handle conflict or what a person might want or need. And okay. That's very large brushstrokes. And when it comes to push and shove. I mean, reality is reality and you have to figure those things out in, in real life based conversations <laughs> and experiences. So, um, no. And actually we've, we've joked over the years, my mom and dad, uh, who have been together for 40 plus years, um, according Cheer. to astro- um, yeah, shout, this is what an amazing, you know, accomplishment it is. Yeah. They're, they could, they, they're signs in astrology. My dad's an Aquarius and my mom is a Taurus. They're like, everything would tell you run for the hills. Like they're not a match. Mm -hmm. You're lucky if you make it. And so, you know, what can you say? Joe, a lot of this stuff, sometimes I think of in the same way I think of advanced analytics in sports, Mm. right? Like it is not, it doesn't actually tell you the story. What it can do though, is inform what your eyes tell you, right? So like if you are seeing something within yourself or within other people, and you're like, huh, I wonder what that's about. Let me look at these advanced stats and see what it actually says. If those back up what you're seeing, then to me, you know, you could sort of. No, I like that. Add them up together, right? I like that. It's a way to reaffirm knowledge you already have, or at least inquisitive knowledge, not necessarily a way to bet on the future because any one game can still you know what i mean like you take these advanced stats and yes you know the rockets should win two out of seven but it's not going to say that they will so you you can't it's not a, it's not gospel but it certainly can it, it can help bolster support and it, that's that's a great metaphor i like that because maybe that's it's a that, great metaphor yeah but in, it's just so in, in that sense like e do you ever read like daily horoscopes or weekly horoscopes and follow I, I will read weekly horoscopes in particular. I read them when I have like a very intense mood or vibe, right? And I'm really feeling a certain way, shape, or form. And I'm like, you know what? Let me see if this isn't just a me thing, if that this is, is actually awesome. outside of my control in some way. And I think that's part of it, honestly. Is I like totally do that. Not yeah. wanting to take responsibility for the way I'm feeling as much as like, Wanting to be like, ah, oh, this fucking <laughs> suns and stars, 
You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it can help you kind of that. make sense of of where you know, yeah, what yeah. you might be. But conversely, feeling. like if it's the opposite, sometimes it can be like, hmm, okay, so maybe I should examine what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it. To go back to the introspective thing, right? Like to go back to the idea of like, okay, well, if I'm feeling, you know, worried about X, Y, or Z, but my weekly chart says, hey, things are good for you, man. You should look forward to the future. Or, you know, plan ahead for what's coming. And you'd be like, oh, maybe I should do that. Maybe that's a better use of my time than what I'm doing I'm right now. I'm being unreasonably anxious for whatever yeah. reason. And why is that? Yeah, good mm-hmm. call. So, it's, you know, it's a, it can be a tool to improve your mental and emotional and spiritual health. Yeah. I couldn't agree why not? more. And yeah. do you take it to that spiritual level? Because I certainly do. Like, I, I, you know, I think I... But I think in general, like we've said, I, I, I guess what I mean is that just doing that sort of self work to be introspective and self-aware, like self-awareness is, is huge to me. And, you know, I always want my friends and family to call me out on things that I'm maybe failing at or whatever. So just taking time to think about how you're reacting to life in any given moment is kind of a spiritual practice. It's, it's a form of prayer or meditation or, you know, awareness or being present in the moment, just Mm -hmm. reflecting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. And I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know that I separate all those things that much, right? Like, I don't know that I think about my spiritual well-being and my emotional well-being as entirely separate things as much as like that's it's what all. I'm, I think that's what yeah, I was exactly. Yeah, like it's all no, it's, it's all one thing, right? To be like, oh, okay. Yeah, checking so in with my emotional well-being is a who I am practice. right now, right? Yeah, yeah right, exactly, hmm. which is cool. I love it. First of all, surprise, y'all agree. Secondly, I, I love the, where y'all are aiming because it, it's it, it's in the same, I mean, not in the same way, but kind of similar. This is a bad metaphor, but go with me. If you use Google Maps, it'll tell you to you know get on the highway and go whatever and then take exit. But if exit 2B is closed because of some construction and Google Maps, you've realized, okay, this one's on me. I'll navigate this one. But then if, if it is telling you there's slow traffic and like you, you can you can use it for your own betterment. You, mm-hmm. you know, and admittedly, I can use it to just be a douchebag and make fun of him and be like, Oh yeah, I guess yeah. I can believe, you know, I'm going to believe my fortune that, cookie though, too. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. not, again, it's not gospel. It's not, it's not, it's not magic. It's not going to fit, but it can be used to, I mean, basically like anything else, if you're going to do the work, it's, you get out what you put in. And if you use it to dive deep, you can get something from it. Okay. It's interesting. It's, I've given it no credence until this moment right now. Like not, not even kidding. I've given I can't it wait for you to become a full on. I'm intrigued. I can't lie. But I'm like, intrigued. Not to be too Gemini, but on the other side of that, right? Like you can use it God, to really fuck it. your life up if you want. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You can use it to reaffirm negative feelings about yourself or other people or use it as True. an excuse to not enact, you know, move forward in life or evolve or whatever. So like, be like, oh, well, that's just me. That's just my. Yeah. yeah. And so like, you know, that is also something I will probably possibly maybe do sometimes. Right. It's just be like, well, you know, the horoscope says this, so I might as well just mail this weekend. Yeah. There's really no reason to try. You know what I mean? So it, it, it all is there. It, it feeds in back into your personality type, right. Back into who you are and sort of the way you function and process the world. 